because I just I just found out that I was saying something now. So I would have prepared something. So just a few words of chizik, just for a few minutes. A couple of words of chizik. The Rabbi of Mendel from Kosk said, it says in the Posik, the words of the Torah should be upon your heart. Alav avecha. So the Kotzker so asked, what does it mean, alav avecha, upon your heart? It should say, in your heart, bilv avecha, right? So it's alav avecha. So he said that there are times when a person is not prepared to hear something. There are times that a person is not prepared to hear. And even then, if a Jew tells another Jew something with all of his heart, he says it sincerely. So even though the words might not go into the heart, they surround the heart. Alav avecha. They go on the heart. They surround the heart. And then it comes a time in a person's life when the heart is a little bit broken. And then the words fall in. So if what I say now for a few minutes doesn't find a place in your heart, so at least let me coach your hearts. And then one day, maybe it'll fall in. So the month of Adar comes, when the month of Adar comes, is a special simcha. You don't have this by Mishnich, it's Tishrei. Tishrei, you have Sukkot, the month of Sukkot, Man Simcha Seinu. You don't have Mishnich, it's Sivan, it's Matan Tarasenu. Mishnich, it's Nisan, you don't have. Only Mishnich, it's Adar, Marab, Mishnich. The month of Adar, Marab, Mishnich. The biggest simcha is the month of Adar. So what's the big simcha? Do you have Purim? And how's the simcha's Purim? How's the simcha's Purim different? The simcha of Adar, in the Svarim it says that, uh, the, that the word Adar comes from the of Adaris. Adaris means a thick cloak, a robe. It's at the end of the year, the end of time. In the history of the world, there's a beginning, there's a middle, and the end. And all of the world, the Balatani compares the human being, you know, as Nailam Cotton, a person and the world is the same. And just like the mind is the most important part of the person, the ache of the heel is the lowest part of the person, that part that barely feels anything. And just like you have in a human being, there's a roish, there's a mind, there's a mayach, and there's an ache of, there's a heel. So too in history, in time, there's a roish, there was a beginning when the Jewish people became a people, we left Mitzrayim. And now we're at the time of Ekev, of Ekev the Mashiach, the very end, where, like a heel, we barely feel anything. We've become insensitive to many things. The Ekev hardly feels a thing. The Ekev the Mashiach. And in the, in the year, in the months of the year, so Nisan is the Rosh. Nisan is the beginning. Nisan is when things are clear. One of the Tzadikim called Nisan the Aviv Ha'olam, the springtime of the world. It's, the, it's when things were beginning to happen. And the month of Adar is the very, very end of the year. And you feel furthest away. It's covered with a cloak. It's covered with a darkness, not Deris. And it's submerged in darkness. The whole month of Adar. And you know, every one of the months, the 12 months, has, has a certain shaver that's connected to that month. And the, in the Svarim, it says that the month of Adar, the Kedushas Levi says that the month of Adar is for Yosef. Yosef at Sadiq who became Yosef HaTzadik in, in Mitzrayim. That's why in Adar you, have, you could have two months, right? This, this year we have a, a Shonu Mubaris. There are two months, so that's why Yosef is one Shevet, it's really two, Ephraim and Menashe. So it's the year of, <coughs> in the year which is a leap year, 
The darkness is a double darkness. So what's the big simcha? You know, it says in the Gemara that Kosh Baruch observes mitzvahs. You ever hear this? That Hashem keeps mitzvahs? So you're wondering, what kind of chacham is that and what does it mean that Hashem keeps mitzvahs? So the Gemara Baruchas discusses, for instance, the, the tefillin de Mari Alma, the tefillin of the master of the world. And what does it say in the tefillin de Mari Alma? So the Gemara says, and Baruchas, I think that's you. So the Gemara says, Mi kam chisel goyechad baruchas. Who's like your people? Who's like your people? One people. One nation. And now it's film. And now it's film. We, us, for our beloved, we, we talk about the oneness of Hashem. And Hashem's tefillin. And Hashem's tefillin, He speaks about our oneness. That in the depths of the Jewish neshama, we're chavukim udvukim, we're attached and we're embracing HaKadosh Baruch in the depths of the neshama. That's Hashem's tefillin. What was this whole idea that Hashem puts on film, that Hashem keeps mitzvahs? What's the meaning of Hashem's mitzvahs? How do Hashem's mitzvahs relate to our mitzvahs? So in Pachet Yitzhak, Rav explains that there's a very big difference. There's a very big difference between two types of things that a Jewish person does. In Avodah Hashem, there are two ways that we serve Hashem. One way we serve Hashem is the Torah mitzvahs. Whatever it says in the Torah, whatever, we have the mitzvahs, and according to Shulchan Aruch, that's how we serve Hashem. But there's something else, there's another realm of Avodah Hashem, and it's called the Chodrachecha De'ehu. The Chodrachecha De'ehu means in all of your ways, you should know Hashem. The Chodrachecha De'ehu. You know, much of life, even though a person, a man is obligated to study Torah all the time. Okay? It's a chiyah of Talmud Torah. But you know, you can't always sit and learn. You try as much as you can. And if you're not learning all the time, how much time does it take to do the mitzvahs you have to do in a day? Oh, you want to be a balchesed? You want to fulfill the mitzvah of a haftla racha kamarach? You can run around looking for chasadim all day. Nice things to do. But lemaisi, you put on tefillin. Okay, like what is the next mitzvah exactly? You can go for a, you can go for a pretty long stretch of time without mitzvahs. And much of life is not mitzvah time necessarily. It's not mitzvah time. There's this huge gray area of life. It's time that's rishus. It's optional time. It's an optional time. Divay rishus. The chod rachecha da'ehu means that there's such a thing that a person should use his, his time to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu somehow, some way. The chod rachecha da'ehu. So what does it mean? Bechol drachel l'marshal. A person, a person's eating, so the eating should be with the intention to serve Hashem. A person sleeps, a person should have the intention to be stronger and to be able to serve Hashem. <clears throat> In all areas of life, you have this possibility that a mundane, a mundane, seemingly unimportant moment of the day can be sanctified, can be elevated. That's called bechol drachel In all of your, in all of your ways, you should know Hashem. And there's a very big difference between these two. There's a very big difference between a regular mitzvah and mechol drachachadayu. And the difference is as follows. A regular mitzvah, the moment that you're doing the mitzvah, as you're doing it, when you're doing the mitzvah, that maiseh ha-mitzvah, the act itself, is fulfilling the Ratzon Hashem. 
At that moment, you're fulfilling what Hashem wants of you. But you're doing the mitzvah, that's what the Rebbein Shalom wants of you. And the moment that you're doing it, completes that which HaKadosh Baruch has expected from you at that time in your life. So you put on tefillin, it's finished. That's the Maisei Mitzvah. It doesn't require any birurim, it doesn't require anything that we're going to, any clarification. It's a mitzvah. As long as you have the minimal kavana, we're not getting to the whole shaylan halacha of Mrs. Sikh's kavana or not, but as long as you have the minimal kavana to perform a mitzvah, to perform a particular act, that is itself the end of, that's the beginning and the end of the mitzvah. However, when it comes to the area of Bechal Durech Echadeyu, in all of your area, in all of the areas of your life and everything, you should know Hashem. It's very, it's a little bit different. A person might, Go to sleep. And the last thing they're thinking is, let this sleeping be for the sake of Avodah Hashem. And then in the morning, the alarm clock goes off. You know, they smash it against the wall. And they stay in bed. So it turns out that, I was thinking originally, I was thinking originally to do something, which is a mice of Avodah Hashem. I was going to do something to serve Hashem in an area which is not commanded upon me. It's in all of my ways to know Hashem. It turns out it didn't, it didn't work out, Lamaisa. It didn't work out. There were a lot of us that used to say that, we, you know, we're going to take certain courses in life and we're going to attend certain places of learning and we're going to use all this for Avadis Hashem. And when I turn around, I don't see really any of us that actually uh, served Hashem with any of that. I'm not quite sure. Maybe I'm the only one that hasn't found a place for, you know, microbiology in, in my present uh, life. It might not turn out to be love, Avodah Hashem. It doesn't have to be. So we'll, have to, we'll have to find out only afterwards. Sometimes you can go your whole life. Sometimes you can go your whole life till you find out whether something which you thought was <clears throat> whether it was or it wasn't. But the shots might when you're doing it, you don't know. You, you intend to do it for the sake of Hashem. But whether or not it turns out to be L'Shem Hashem, Shechem HaKakot. We have to see what's going to be. So Hashem does mitzvahs. What does it mean when Hashem does a mitzvah? So there are times in our lives when Hashem does things in a very clear and open way to help us. In a very clear and open way, Hashem does things to take care of us. When Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, He did for us nisim gluim, revealed miracles. That's called Hashem's performing a mitzvah. In other words, a mitzvah of a Jew is, when we're doing a mitzvah, it means that at that moment, I am revealing Hashem's glory to the world. This specific act is an act which reveals Hashem's presence in the world. And when Hashem does a mitzvah, it means that this specific act is revealing the glory of His people in the world. Right now, there are no questions about it. There's nothing mysterious. Kriyas Yamsuf was not mysterious. The whole world was shaking from Kriyas Yamsuf. There are times in your life when you feel that a Baruch was doing something for you. At that moment, for your honor and because of his love for you. And every one of us has had times like that. When you feel Kosh Baruch is standing over your shoulder and smiling, helping you out. That's called Hashem's doing a mitzvah. Who's like your people Israel? One people in the world. When a Jew does a mitzvah, Anila died the eye for my beloved, and I'm revealing Hashem's glory and my love for him in a very open and unrestrained way. That's what a mitzvah is. When Hashem does a mitzvah for me, when Hashem does a mitzvah for Klai Yisrael, it means 
something that is openly and clearly for the sake of his people. Just like our hearts are connected to Hashem, Hashem's hearts are connected to us. But then, the, but then we're putting on an amazing thing. He said, so just like, just like Hashem performs misses, and the Tzvillin of Hashem says, who is great like his, like the people of Israel? I mean, Hashem's mitzvah is a revelation of the greatness of Klai Yisrael. So too, Hashem fulfills the other area of religious life. In all your ways to know Him. What does that mean? Hashem performs this second area. He, he fulfills the second area of Avaida, which is called In all of your ways you should know Hashem. So how does Hashem fulfill that? So let's take a yontav like Purim. And here you can understand the simcha of this month. You take a yontav like Purim. What's the yontav of Purim? When you open up to... If we would be standing in Shushan, at that time when things were going on, we'd be standing in Shushan, at the time of Purim, he would have said, this stinks. This is the worst. This is terrible. God hates us. God's rejecting us. It, it's perfectly fitting for the month of Adar, which is the very bottom. It's the ache of it. It's the heel of the, of the year. It's the end of time. It's not Darius. It's a cloak. It's haster, astir. It's an unbelievable concealment. And we felt that Hashem was completely, completely rejecting us. If you would be in the Purim story, if you would be one of the regular Jews in Shusha, not Mordechai and Esther, you would have felt that Kosh was far from us. Chazal tells us that Haman knew how to speak Lashon Har. You know that? He's a good, he was a, a big Balash and Har. And what did he say? There is one, there is a nation. And Hazal said what he was really saying was, from the word Shina, which is what? Sleeping. They are sleeping and their God is sleeping. What does it mean that their God is sleeping? God is alive, but he doesn't care. When a person's asleep, he's alive, but he doesn't care. God is sleeping. The Jews are sleeping. And that's what we would have felt if we were living there. At that time, we would have felt nothing. We would have felt distance, we would have felt emptiness, just like you and I feel very often in our lives when things are not going our way. Only at the end of the story, at the very, very end, when the curtain goes down and the last scene is finished, it's half of a fell, it's a wondrous thing. All of a sudden you have a million people looking back on what happened from the very first thing, where everything was going wrong. From the moment from the moment that, that Esther was taken, and even before things were going wrong. And now, when the curtain goes down and the whole show is over and Purim is ended, so the people in Shushan turned back and they looked now and they saw that during all that time that I thought that Hashem was kicking at me, was spitting at me, all that time He was working out all kinds of, of wondrous things to save us. I look back, the Shas Maisa, when it was happening, I, would, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to turn out to be for my iron, for my glory. But when I look back, when, the scene, when it's all done, I look back. When I look back at Purim, I look, and I, I see what? I see every single step along the way. What I thought was a makkah. I thought it was chayshech. I thought it was terrible. When I look back, when the whole thing is finished, I see there was chasadim nifloim. Amazing things. So means the following. Just like a person sometimes does things. 
and he means it should be l'shem shemayim, but we're only it's only misbari afterwards. There's l'shem shemayim. We only found that afterwards that it was really turned out to be that what he originally had done was for the sake of heaven. So kiviyachal lahavdil, you have such a thing by Kodesh Baruch Hu. Everything Hashem does is kind. Everything Hashem does is wonderful and sweet. But as far as we're concerned, Hashem relates to the world in a bechol drachecha da'ehu way, which means the vast majority of my life, I look at reality and I see nothing of Hashem's presence. I see very little in my in my personal life. You know, when Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, He said, "Anochi Hashem lo kecha." I'm Hashem, your God. He didn't say it in the plural. Elokecha. Yours. Personally, yours. When we were in Mitzrayim, it was the Maka, it was the plague of the blood, and you would drink from a glass with one straw, it would come out water, and for the guy it would come out blood. Bishvili never hold him. The world was created for me. Usually we don't feel that. Usually we feel that like if you or I would be standing by Christian, so if we try to get in like on general admission, you know? There are millions of people, and we just hope that Hashem's not looking at us. And we go along with the island with the rest of the group. But to feel that Hashem cares about you specifically, and He's involved in your life, He's involved, your tick, your your case is open, so to speak, before Him, and He's involved with you. B'Shas Ma'is, you don't see it. B'Shas Ma'is, you don't see it. And you can tear your hair out wondering, where's Hashem, where's Hashem? Where's Hashem? Once a young person came to Kotsk, you know, they used to come, only big geniuses to Kotsk. <clears throat> Nobody else could get through the door. The biggest Tamil the most promising young men in the world used to, in Poland used to come to Kotsk. And a guy comes to the Kotsk, and the Kotsker, Kedarko, in his way, was not particularly, was not openly friendly. And the Kotsk said, What are you doing here? Who brought you? What are you coming here for? So he said, I came here to find the Virgin. I came here to find God. So the Kotsk said, You came to the wrong place. You want to find God? I mean, what do you mean you have to find God? God is everywhere. What are you looking for God? If you want to find yourself, you can stay. If you're not interested in that, get out. To find yourself. Because you can't see a Kajabaruch. It's a haster astir. It's an unbelievable concealment. It says in the Pasuk in many Pesukim about Hashem, Hashem emes loyalam. With Hashem, you only find out the truth at the end, after the curtain is down. Then Hashem shows you that what you thought was a smack, what you thought was coldness, what you thought was distance, every single thing, mamish, every single thing, Every nekudah in your life was a hashkacha protest to bring you closer. So b'choldrach echadayu Hashem means not like the mitzvahs of Hashem. A mitzvah means when those, there are those occasional for the most part you don't feel it. The Chodrachach Da'ayu of Hashem is, in all of my ways, I know you. Like Rabbi Kiva, when he had that famous mice in the Gemara, the Rabbi Kiva says, I told you, didn't you see? He thought that what was happening was terrible. It's mamish, a madregan, a, a level of a munu where a person can try to, to believe. Right now, when I'm going through what I'm going through, it's not that it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn out to be a, a nice thing. You see, Pesach was, it turned out to be nice. Pesach was, we were in Mitzrayim. And we were dying to get out of Mitzrayim, and Hashem took us out, and we, th- we thanked Him for taking us out. See, peace of Yeshua. You know, when you come to the next world, they're going to ask you, see, peace of Yeshua. Did you long for salvation? Were you waiting? So when we were in Egypt, we were in the slave pits, we were longing for salvation. And Hashem took us out, Baruch Hashem. It's a simcha. So what's the difference between the simcha of Purim, the simcha of Adar, <clears throat> the simcha of the month of Adar, and the simcha of, of Nisan? 
because there are two different ways of waiting for salvation. One way of waiting for salvation is that I'm in a miserable situation now, and when Hashem takes me out, I thank Him for taking me out. That's one madrega. But there's a different madrega. The second madrega, and the deeper madrega, means the following. Not that I'm waiting for Hashem to take me out of my misery. In my misery where I am, see, peacefully assure me, is I'm waiting to find out why what's happening to me was really good. Was really latoid. Like Rabbi Akiva, Komad Ovid Rahman Latav, Mamish Latav. Not to get me out of this, and then it'll be good. So Mishanichna Sodom Abim Bisimcha, I thought it was the end, I thought it was darkness, I thought you were far from me. It turns out that it was the end of Adar that's connecting to the beginning, because all of life is a circle, and the very end of the year connects to the beginning, and the worst of times connects to the best of times. Not like what Dickens said. The worst of times connect to the best of times. Not that they're the same time. The worst of time ends and then is the best of times. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows you at the end of time that the worst of times were the best of times. And you didn't know. You only know after the thing is over. That So when it comes to the time of Purim, is Davka when a person thought that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was far from us and Haman was saying such Lashon Hara? <clears throat> so the Gemara says in Megillah an amazing thing. There's something called the Nigeris HaPurim. You know what it says in the Megillah? A letter of Purim. So the Gemara and Chazal, different Chacham in the Gemara, they dash in different Pesukim. What was the letter of Purim introduced with? So there's a Rebbe in the Gemara, Rebbe Matana. And he says, Matana, his name means a gift. And he says, what was the, what was the introduction to the Nigeris HaPurim, to the letter of Purim? The, the introduction was, the Pesuk, Mi Kashem the whole Karenu love. Who can be compared to Hashem who is always listening to us? Who can be compared to Hashem? Because Haman came along and said that you people, you're at the end of time. Hashem is far from you. You don't care anymore and he doesn't care anymore. And you have no connection to him. And this whole business about the that he always knows you and he's always doing things to help you. It's all Sheker. And who are you kidding? You're not worthy of anything. You think you're worthy for a miracle? If I ask any one of you separately, individually, do you think that you're worthy of a Kriyas Yamsa? Do you think you're worthy of great Nisim and the flows? Most of you would say no. And the Yisayda Hamuna, the essence of Jewish faith, is to know that every single Jew is right to the, all the Nisim and the flows of Yitzhak Yitzrayim. And you don't believe it. And Haman was saying this. Therefore, Matanis says, I'm going to tell you something. How to begin the story of Purim? Mika Shemel Kainu Bechol Kareinu Olav. You think you're far? You think you're removed? You're not far at all. Amalek came and says, Amalek came after Jews who were tired and weary. Chazal tells Dalkia they went after Shevet Dun. What was different about Shevet Dun? According to Chazal, and Absolvik explains this in Takonis Hashavan, according to Chazal, Shevet Dun was that was the most rejected of all the Shvatim. Because they took a Pesel Micha, they took an Avadazara out from Mitzrayim. And it says that the Anani HaKovet, the cloud of Hashem's glory, spit them out, rejected them. And over there, that's where Amalek comes. You know when you feel, you know when you feel like Hashem who spit you out, and he doesn't care about you, and you feel your life is not worth anything, and nothing's happening? So over there, comes along Haman, the Koyach of Amalek. Amalek is in the Lashon, the Tanya says Amalek is in the Lashon of Am Melek. Don't even know what it means, Malika, in the base of Mikdash, what was the say of Malika? You know what Malika was? Malika is, Malika is, cracking a neck. So the Tanya writes, in, in, in Lakute Torah and in Torah, he writes that the Indian of Amalek is to, is to crack the flow of Elokus of godliness from the mind to the heart. 
The next separates the mind and the heart. Hashem says the Jewish people on Amkshay Earth that we're stiff-necked, and that's a myla. The neck is powerful to, to, to connect the mind and the heart. That what you, what you believe, what you have in your mind, what you, what you learn, it should penetrate into your heart. A molik is that kayach in the world that comes to prevent the things that you're learning and the things that you understand, to prevent them from entering into the heart. It's an am, a nation of malika, of melek. Stop. It doesn't want. It doesn't allow that. So Haman comes along to that person who's ayefiyageh, who's, who's weary and who's tired. Amal comes along and says, you've been rejected. HaKash Baruch Hu is spinning you out of his cloud. And Davke Shevet done was Ma'asif HaKolamachnes. What was the job of Ma'asif HaKolamachnes? Who knows that? What was the job of, of done? To be Ma'asif HaKolamachnes. To gather together, to make sure that all the, uh, all the camps, and they were picking up and leaving, that everybody would be going together. And Chazal tells that they used to take care of all the Avedas. Can you imagine? Do you ever see, I remember when I was a kid, I used to go to Jones Beach. Do you ever see, like at the end of a, of a day in the beach, what it looks like? There's tons of stuff over there. Now, if, you, if you're an industrious person, you go around with a vacuum. That's what they, now you go around, you can do okay. All the laws changed, all the things that were forgotten and left behind. So the, so the Swarm tells us that the job of done was to collect all those neshamas that feel like they're left behind. That they're chusim, that they're rejected. That the cloud won't take them in. And Davka shave it done. And this whole Indian of the month of Adar is the return to the beginning. Mainly we understand that Mishnechnas Adamar Mesimcha is the joy that a person feels when he thought that his father didn't love him, when he thought that his father was, was pushing him away, and then he finds out that every single thing that the father was doing all that time, every single thing that the father was doing was for, was for his sake. Therefore, a person has to know, and I'll conclude, I'll tell you this in a short story, a person has to know the following. Remember, you remember when Esther Malka came and she didn't, Mordechai told her she has to go into Achashverosh to ask Achashverosh to, she had to begin things <clears throat> for the Yeshua. She had to start things rolling to say what was going on with Haman and to reveal who she was. But there was a law in Shushan, as you know, that if someone goes into the king without being called, he's killed. So she said, Kashver Varati Avarati. She knew she was risking her life and there was no one else that could do it at the time. So she went. Can you imagine the feelings that she had at that time of going in, how she was afraid to go in? And Chazal tells that she lost the Ruach HaKodesh then too. In the house of Achashver, she lost the Ruach HaKodesh. That's when she said that, Kapitel Tehillim, Keli, Keli, Lama Zavtani, Hashem, why have you left me? Why have you abandoned me? She felt that she was far away. So you all know that Chazal tells us that everywhere it says in the Megillah, HaMelech, it's a hint for Hashem, Right? So that's the Malka was feeling. How could I go into the king when I wasn't called? And that's the feeling that a Jew has. How could I go into the king when I wasn't called? Because if I look back in my life, all the years that I spent doing different things in my life, and going to certain kind of schools and taking certain kind of interests, all of that looked like it was telling me that I'm not invited into the king's chamber. That's that koyach of Amalek that comes after you when you're tired and when you're weary and tells you, you don't have a place in the, in the chamber of the king. It's not shaykh to you. The, the king, you can't go into the king. You weren't called to come into the king. And what did Esther Malka do? This is the of Purim. Generally, a person that has seichel doesn't go where he doesn't belong. The biggest idiots are people who crash parties, you know? That was always struck me as a person who's crashing a party, can say that, I mean once in a while. But a person whose whole life consists of crashing other people's parties is a, is a shaykh, is a fool. Why? 
Because the Chacham tell us, if you don't know where you belong, if you don't know what to distinguish between this place and that place, you have no das. That's why we make a brach in Chayin Hadas of Havdol. If you don't have das, then you don't know how to distinguish where you belong and where you don't belong. There's only one time of the year when we're not expected to have das. When is that? When it's a mitzvah not to have das. When it's a mitzvah that all of you are probably going to perform the Mahadrin. On permits a mitzvah not to know. On permits a mitzvah to feel this the urge to go into a place with chutzpah, where into the hamelach, I, when a person is in such a state, he doesn't have such a clarity to distinguish. So as the Malka said, I wasn't invited to the king, I don't belong in the king, and there's a din on Purim, even though the whole year is a halach in Hilchus that you can check someone to see in Hilchus you don't have to get, unless a person flee is coming asking for food. Right? But uh, otherwise, <clears throat> otherwise, you can check into someone's credentials. You don't have to start dishing out money to someone if you don't know him. You could, you could, you could do an investigation to find out who he is. That's the halach that applies the whole year in Hilchus but it doesn't apply in Purim. So Purim is a special din. Purim, whoever holds out his hand, you have to give him something. So that works with Hashem too. If you hold out your hand, if you have the nerve... You have the Aziz, the Kedusha, you have a, a holy type of chutzpah to go in, even though you feel that you're not invited, and you hear that voice of a Moloch telling you, you have no shaykhs to Hashem, you should know, you do have a shaykhs. Adel yada. Don't feel like you're an idiot, because on Purim you're allowed to be an idiot. It's Adel yada. You don't have, there's no tviya, there's no demand that you have das on, on Purim. And Purim is Adel yada. Davka, the sweetest thing about a Jewish person is that when he lets down a little bit, That shield that separates between him and the world. It's Adeloyada. There's a maestro from the Koshan Samagid. Any of you hear the Koshan Samagid? Yes, you don't talk about those things over here. The Koshan Samagid was one of the biggest Talmudim of the Mizrit Samagid. <coughs> the Mizrit Samagid, as you know, was, was the big, one of the biggest Talmudim of the Baal Shem. The Koshan Samagid was a going in learning, it was a famous going in learning. There's no them Kaddish. So people used to come to him from all over for brachas. They say, I say, <clears throat> that someone came to him for a bracha. Someone, someone never didn't have any children, they came to him for a bracha. And the Kaddish Zemagid was looking into this, however he looked into these things. And he closed his eyes for a couple of minutes, and he was thinking, he was looking around, he couldn't find an opening. He says, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I can't help you. So the person said, how could it be, Rebbe? How could it be you can't help me? She said, listen, look, I tell you. So the fellow started to cry. He says, but I heard that so many people had a shoe from your davening and you helped so many people, you can't find a Pesach for me. So the Magi told him, listen, there's one Yid, there's one Yid here in Poland. You go to this Yid, <clears throat> he's the only person that can help you. And he gave him his name, I don't know what the name is. Rebbe such and such town. You go to this guy, you go to this tzaddik, not this guy, you go to this person, you get a brach from him. You get a brach from him and you'll be set for life. But I can't, I can't open up an opening here. This is too much for me. So this Jew goes off to this town and comes to this place. <clears throat> and he figures, he goes over to the first person in this town, you know, and he goes over, where's the great 
Sadik and Kodesh, the holy master, Moshele so-and-so. Make up a name. Now, Moshele Shwartz. Where's Moshele Shwartz? Moshele Shwartz, the Sadik and Kodesh, Moshele So the people, I start looking at each other, and I start laughing. I said, what's so funny? He says, listen, we have one Moshele Shwartz here in town, but he ain't no Sadik. Now, just like in the old days, every town had its, its tailor, and every town had its shoemaker, every town also had its, its drunk. And this was the town drunk. So they said, listen, he's a despicable person. What do you mean? Who told you this? The cutters and Sadiq? What's going on here? Unless there's some other Maishish, but this is the Maishish Schwartz over here. I thought these guys were joking, man. He went to another group of guys. He said, tell me, where's the, where's the, now he's not so enthusiastic. He says, where's the rabbi? <laughs> you know, not, now it's not Sadiq and Kodesh. Now where's Harav? <clears throat> Maishish Schwartz. I said, Harav? He told me, our Maishala, he's a, a, a drunken bum, a worthless, a worthless bum. No. Anyway, they told him where he is. And she, he goes to the house there, knocks on the door. The woman is at the door. She looks like she's had a hard life. And he says, uh, tell me, does the, does the Rebbe live over here? She says, what Rebbe? She says, Rebbe, Schwartz. So she starts letting loose. My husband you're talking about? My tzaddik? I'll tell you about my tzaddik here. He hasn't worked for the last 20 years. He's a foul mouth. He's this. She went like into like a whole fifteen minutes soliloquy about her husband. <clears throat> so something must be going on over here. The kosher zemagid sent sent me. So says the kosher zemagid sent no. To my tzaddik here, I'll show you my tzaddik. She opens up the door and he's lying there on the couch with a bottle. You know, filthy, and disgusting. So he goes over there. This this who goes over there and he says, listen. Because I don't know what's going on over here. But I need a broker from you that I get so I should be able to have children. He starts cursing this guy. He starts screaming. He says, get out of my house. What are you doing here? And he's like, so the guy's a Kliga a He's a smart. He's a clever fellow. He grabs the he grabs Moshe's bottle. You want to you wanna get a drunk to do something, you take away the bottle. Yeah? So he grabs the bottle. He stands there. He says, listen, I really am sorry to do this. I have no idea what's happening to me. But I want the broker from you. I'm not giving you whiskey back. So he starts screaming. In the middle of the screaming, he says, he says, believe me, I hate you. I hate your guts. You're taking my whiskey from me. But just to get you out of my hair, you should have your house filled with kids to make you crazy. And he, he gave him the bottle he ran. <laughs> and he ran out. He comes back to Koshnitz. No, he goes into the market. He says, what's for Alam Sadik? He says, what kind of a lama tzaddik you sent me to? What was this? What was this business here? The guy was a uh, drunk, a worthless person, a nobody. So Kosh Magid says, "You're right. He's not one of the lama tzaddik. He's not one of the hidden tzaddik. That's what you're expecting, huh? He's not one of the hidden tzaddik. You must talk about him." So what's going on? She said, "Listen, let me tell you what this year did. His whole life he's wasting." on drinking. <clears throat> but he wasn't always a drunk. But he liked to drink. He was gambling. And he also used to spend money on, on, on many more immoral things. One time, he was saving up a lot of money to go from Poland to Russia because in Russia, he heard there's a certain woman and he got into his mind that he's ready to cross from Poland to Russia, which was dangerous, to go to this particular woman. And, it, and it, he had to take along a certain amount of money 
and he, he graduated from his own family. <clears throat> and he worked for months and months, you understand? To be able to afford this, this, this pleasure. But he considered it a pleasure. So he goes schlepping. So the Kosher magazine, he went schlepping. He comes after, after weeks and weeks. Can you imagine, you know, a taiva? Weeks and weeks he's walking. He's working for already a long time for this taiva. Nowadays, taivas aren't so expensive. He's working for this, he's working for this taiva. He's walking there. For the, he's walking, you know, and everything for this taiva. Finally, he gets to the town, the Kosher magazine. He walks into the town. And there's a terrible thing going on. There's a woman with a bunch of kids and she's crying. And there's a, and there's a, a guy standing there screaming and yelling and throwing their things onto a wagon. It's a whole thing. So this Jew's standing there, the drunk, although he's not a drunk yet. <clears throat> and he says, what's going on? So they tell him that this woman, she's no money, she's a widow and she has little kids. And uh, she wasn't able to pay on time. She wasn't able to pay on time to the landowner. And he's kicking her out. She has nowhere to go. How much does she owe? You know the end of the story. She owes such and such amount of money. Exactly what he had. So he took out the money. A money that he had. He was working, he was working for this taiva for months. He took out the money and he gave this money. He gave this money to the uh, to the woman. So Cousin Magid said this caused an unbelievable commotion in Shemaim. Because you have a guy that does every Aver in the book. And even, you know, Minhagim of Averis he does. He does everything he can do wrong. That's what he does. And what a what mysterious nefesh. This is an unbelievable mysterious nefesh. You know, listen, fellas, you know what it's like if you have a little taivala, just a little baby taivala, what is it to Mimus Gaber? And here we're talking about a guy that's already working on taivas, and he's given himself over to taivas his whole life, and this was the taiva of all the taivas. So they, they couldn't figure out what to do. There's a real dilemma. So here we have a fellow, you know, he's a, <coughs> he's a bum. On the other hand, mysterious nefesh is Marek. It's unbelievable mysterious nefesh. So the Kosher Magad said there was a Psaq din in Shemayim that any bracha that he says is going to be Mekuyim. Any bracha that this man utters to anybody is going to come true. But because he's such a, a strange, odd type of bum, so in order that he shouldn't be able to know to give brachas all the time and understand what his kayach is, it was also Nigzim Shemayim that he'd be, he'd be forever drunk. He would always be drunk. This way, he's not aware of the kayach of bracha that he has. So he's always a drunk. So... And only in the, on rare occasions I, I've sent someone in because it's a dangerous mission. I sent someone in where I can find no opening in a, in a regular way, in a normal way, to try to get a brach out of him. And the person that I had children, and there's a Missouri that uh, from this mice that they say that that Ad Hayami has in uh, in Bnei Brak there any from that that person was a rov. That was a rov that happened to the mice. So what's the mice? What does it mean? If a Jewish person would understand the kairos that he has with his tefillahs. No matter what you've done wrong in your life, no matter what you've done wrong in your life, if you realize that every tefillah that you ever uttered to Hashem is never, ever, ever lost, and it contributes to the binyan hashchina, to the building of the kaimas hashchina, of the, of the divine presence of Akash Baruch in this world, if you realize that, in this, like in this week's parasha, all the gold and silver and copper that was donated to the Mishkan, means every single Jew was in the kuda of gold and silver and copper, and in his own way, with his tefillahs, no matter what's happened to him, no matter what he's gone through, he has a koyach of brach, he has a koyach of tefillah, mamash to shake the world. And there's a koyach of amalek in the world that comes and tells you that you don't have such a koyach. It makes you drunk. It makes you weary. And you don't know what you have. Hashem should help you to realize that you have this koyach. And on Purim, maybe that's why there's a mitzvah to get drunk on Purim, because especially on Purim, we have such a koyach to turn things around. 
to find how Hashem is always with us and to ask for what we need to ask for. And call a Pashid Yodam Nasma, because on Purim, whoever asks gets. So Hashem gave us a mitzvah to get drunk on Purim, so we wouldn't have the, we wouldn't have the Yeshiva Das to ask. So make sure before you start drinking to daven. And to know that the tefillahs of a Jewish person, no matter where he is, no matter who he is, even the lowest Jew in the world have a koyach in the higher world. Akash Baruch should help you that you should see Hatzloch in the learning. I know the rebellion from here. Sometimes they spend more in America, more time in America than you guys do. So I know some of the rebellion from uh, that I've met and I also have a, I've been here in the past. <clears throat> and you've been good to the kids from Ezra. I know you always have this Ezra group showing up. And you've been good to the boys that have come here, and I've had a lot of nachas from the boys here. And I appreciate all that you've done. Yishav Hatzloche, in your learning, Yishav Hatzloche, in your davening. And Yishav Hatzloche, to know who you are. To know who you are. And if you came to the yeshiva looking for God, if you look for yourself, you'll find the Rebbein Shalmosim. Hatzloche, and Kaltuf.